Hello, I'm R.A. Spratt. I write and perform this podcast. If you'd like to support the show, I'm a children's author, so you can buy a book by me, or you can buy me a coffee by going to buymeacoffee.com slash stories R.A. Spratt. It's an easy way to make a small thank you gift to the show so I can keep kicking this can down the road. The podcast directory you're using right now should have a link to my Buy Me A Coffee page in the show notes, or you can type it into your browser. That's buymeacoffee.com slash stories R.A. Spratt. All contributions are gratefully appreciated. Hello and welcome to Bedtime Stories with me, R.A. Spratt. Okay, last time on the podcast, we got up to the point where April and Finn had been taken down to the police station for causing a disturbance at the Good Times Cafe. Specifically, April's dog, Pumpkin, had bitten the police constable. So we'll pick it up there with Chapter 15, Seriously. Here we go. Ten minutes later, the pesky kids were all assembled at the police station, which was actually a charming sandstone building with beautiful flower boxes outside every window. There wasn't a lot of crime in Currawong, so Constable Pike spent a fair bit of time gardening. April was handcuffed to her chair. In the end, she really had assaulted the constable when he couldn't take the shin injuries anymore and had locked Pumpkin up in a holding cell. Now the three pesky kids were sitting across from Constable Pike in an interview room. Mr Lang, their guidance counsellor, was also present. He'd been called down from the school to stand in as a responsible adult witness. They'd called Dad first, but he hadn't answered the phone. He's probably in the garden, said Joe. Yeah, fixing all the damage Loretta did with her horse, said April. No, he's probably in the house but not answering the phone because he's paranoid it's bugged, said Finn not wanting to think badly of Loretta or her horse. Mr Lang's presence was probably the only thing stopping Constable Pike from throttling the children. He'd had his worst morning on duty since he'd been transferred to Currawong 14 years ago, and that included the morning when his squad car had been swept into the creek by floodwaters and he'd ended up floating in Wakagala Dam. Why did you do it? demanded Constable Pike, glaring at April and Finn. What sort of sick conspiracy have you cooked up? It's just a cockroach, said April. Just a cockroach, bellowed Constable Pike incredulously. That could have been a championship winner, but we'll never know now thanks to you. Constable, chided Mr Lang. Senior Constable, Constable Pike corrected him. Yes, well, I taught you in fifth grade, so I'm going to call you what I called you then, said Mr Lang. Bob, you need to tone it down. You can't yell at the children yet. It hasn't been proven. Sorry, sir, said Constable Pike. I'm just so upset. I know, said Mr Lang. We all are. This is like an episode of The Twilight Zone, said Finn. We've entered a parallel universe where cockroaches are really important. And dental hygiene isn't, said April, looking at the constable's teeth. It wasn't us who killed the cockroach, said Finn, speaking slowly and calmly to Constable Pike. There was no time before we spoke to Kieran and Animesh. There must have been time, said Constable Pike. The cockroach didn't squash itself. I'd squash myself if I had to spend time with Animesh and Kieran, said April. But perhaps it had already been squashed by then, said Finn, ignoring April. We just saw the boys shoving leaves into the box. It could have been squashed before we got to the cafe. 
Perhaps they squashed it themselves because they knew it wasn't going to win. Oh, I like that theory, said April. Perhaps one of them did it accidentally, but then didn't have the courage to tell the other. I bet it's Kieran. He looks shifty. His eyes are too small for his head. Kieran is my nephew, said Senior Constable Pike, glowering. April looked at the police officer. Ah, yeah, I can see the family resemblance now, she said. Your eyes are too tiny too. April, chided Finn, please don't make the nice policeman even angrier. What? protested April. I'm only stating a physical fact. Just because it's true, said Finn, doesn't make it polite. If I worried about being polite, I'd never say anything, said April. I think we'd all prefer that, said Finn. If you confess now, said Mr Lang, and give a detailed account of what you did and how you did it, I'm sure Constable Pike will take that into account and be lenient with you. What, said Constable Pike, I will not. They're not going to confess if you threaten to lock them up and throw away the key, said Mr Lang. Oh, I can't do that anyway, grumbled Constable Pike. The magistrate over in Bilgong never takes cockroach-related crime seriously. Well, apparently the Viswanathan girl's cockroach has been killed too, said Mr Lang. No way, said Constable Pike. That makes six this week. Six what? asked Joe. He's not talking about days, is he? asked April. He does realise there are seven days in a week. The sixth cockroach that's being nobbled, said Constable Pike. Cindy Wu's roach was found dead two days ago. Old man McGregor's roach fell into his paper shredder. And Wilhelmina Dibbett's whole stable of roaches was wiped out when someone put a glue trap in their enclosure. That's half the town's top races, said Mr Lang, shaking his head at the magnitude of the crime spree. I know, said Constable Pike gravely. Can't people just catch some more, asked April. Constable Pike bristled. These people are grieving for their loved ones. How dare you suggest something so insensitive? Can we go now, asked Finn. We didn't do anything. Constable Pike scoffed. Ha! I don't believe that for a second. You've got no evidence, said April. You can't arrest us. Apart from anything else, killing cockroaches isn't a crime, said Finn. Actually, it is in Currawong, said Mr Lang. Injuring another person's cockroach is punishable with a $2,000 fine. We should get their parents down here, said Constable Pike. If we can't throw the book at the kids, perhaps they'll punish them appropriately. No way. Our mother's missing, began April. Overseas on a work trip, Joe interrupted. Well, then get their dad in, said Constable Pike. We can't, said Mr Lang with a sigh. Mr Pesky has a note from his doctor excusing him from all parent meetings. Can a parent even do that, asked Constable Pike. Apparently, said Mr Lang. Well, if I see another one of you kids acting suspiciously, I'll arrest you faster than you can say habeas corpus, said Constable Pike menacingly. Can we report you for threatening innocent children, asked April. I'm a cop in a small town, said Constable Pike. It's my job to threaten and intimidate children. And that's the end of the chapter, so we'll leave it there. Until next time, goodbye. <laughs>